Welcome to Postcards from a Rock and Roll Tour, the podcast number four. For those that follow the Go Now Band or subscribe to this podcast, thank you very much and welcome back. Please do keep messaging me and asking questions or making suggestions. I read them all. And for those listening for the first time, welcome. In our Go Now show, one of the songs we perform is called Isn't Life Strange by John Lodge. And this last month of September has been strange by any measure. Firstly, of course, we had the sad passing of Her Majesty the Queen on the 8th of September. We also have a new Prime Minister here in the UK. And recently we had a mini-budget by the new Chancellor, Kwasi Kwarteng, which sent the pound plummeting and the financial markets into panic. For a band that lives in the UK and works in sterling, but performs in the US and gets paid in dollars, it makes for a very interesting time indeed. We started our month off with some shows in the UK. First up was a show at the Octagon Theatre in Yeovil in Somerset on the 3rd of September. We've played this lovely venue a few times now, and it was good to get a couple of shows in this month before the epic trip to the States. We follow the Octagon show with a performance at an unusual and brilliant little music venue called the A Cappella Studio in Cardiff in Wales. The A Cappella Studio is a converted chapel, literally an old church, which holds probably no, no more than 300 people. And the acoustics mean that as the drummer, which is me, I have to literally play as quiet as possible. However... The atmosphere was electric. And because we're in such close proximity to the audience, we had the very best time there. If you're ever in the Cardiff neighbourhood, it's certainly a place to check out for live music. Paul, the manager there, takes pride in getting the very best bands there. Of course, which puts the Go Now band in good company. Then, a few days later, all the Go Now boys met up at Heathrow Airport to catch our flights to Philadelphia. Three consecutive shows with a Philly Pops Orchestra at the staggeringly beautiful Kimmel Centre were booked on the 16th, 17th and 18th of September. Now, flying these days, as anyone who's done it recently will attest, is not as seamless as it used to be. It took me hours to check in online. But once the inevitable technical foibles were overcome, we landed in Philly and were picked up in two beautiful, huge American 4x4s and whisked quickly, like the rock stars we want to be, to the hotel, which was the Hyatt Bellevue just a couple of blocks from the venue. I've been travelling to the States for almost longer than I can remember. I first went there when I was 19 in 1979 to play on a cruise ship in the Caribbean. And at the end of each two-week cruise, we docked in Miami for a full day and night every two weeks for six months, which was my very first experience of America, or anywhere actually. It was the first time I'd ever been abroad. And after the stint on the ship finished... I made my way up to see my father, who'd moved to Maine when I was about 10 years old, when my parents divorced. I'd only seen him a couple of times since then, so it was quite an emotionally charged trip. On the way up to Maine, my dad organised for a friend of his who lived in Philadelphia to meet me and show me the sights there for a few days. 
This friend David had been in Vietnam with my dad during the war. And for this fledgling traveller abroad on his first trip, the Caribbean cruise, followed by a whirlwind tour of Philadelphia with a Vietnam vet, followed by a few weeks in Maine with my dad, was incredible. Then, of course, a few years later, I started touring with the Moody Blues and Philadelphia became a regular touring destination. So, when I walked out of the airport on the 13th of September last month, over 43 years after I first visited, it felt very familiar. I've heard it said the journey of true discovery lies not in finding new lands, but looking through new eyes. Arriving on the Tuesday, we had two days to kill before the first show on the Saturday. So I visited all the sites I know really well. I started off, of course, with a jet lag early morning run the next day. I passed the hotel that used to be the Four Seasons, but is now the Logan. I renamed it in my head the Hotel Deja Vu, because for over 20 years I used to stay there every year with the Moody Blues. Then on past the Logan Square Fountain, I ran along Benjamin Franklin Broadway. And further on up to a breath-snatching sprint up the Museum of Arts steps or, as they're more famously known, the Rocky Steps. This is, of course, a tradition for anyone visiting the city, and I couldn't not do it on this trip. It was interesting to see the huge American flags at the top of the steps being at half-mast for the Queen, like all the other flags in the city. Now, considering Philadelphia was the venue for the Declaration of Independence in 1776 and the Continental Congress declared King George III a tyrant and opting for the political philosophies of liberalism and republicanism and rejecting rule by monarchy and aristocracy, I found it rather warmly ironic that America would recognise and show this level of respect for the death of an English monarch. It points to just how high the regard was for Queen Elizabeth II. And I'm just pleased our new king is Charles III and not George III. After a few moments of deep thought and a few selfies in the phone at the top of the steps, I set off back the way I came. The weather was gorgeous and the run back to the hotel offered a feeling of euphoria. The point I'm making is that even after all this time, the novelty of being in Philadelphia and performing in America is still as fresh today as the very first visit. I took some of the guys in the Go Now band to the Reading Terminal Market for lunch, which I wrote about in my book, Postcards, from a Rock and Roll Tour. It's an incredible enclosed food market where over a 100 food merchants sell their wares. It's in a grid formation with table and chairs in the middle to sit and eat. And it doesn't matter whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner, you will not be disappointed. When I was researching travel books, I read John Steinbeck's book, Travels with Charlie, Charlie being his dog. And in the book, he makes a comment along the lines of never having a good dinner or a bad breakfast at roadside eateries. The Reading Terminal Market offers good everything. For the Go Now boys, it's a first visit. And I try to be careful not to sound like an old know-it-all, pointing out buildings as if I live there. I think I might have failed in that. Anyway... A couple of days later, we found ourselves standing on the stage and setting up for the show at the Kimmel Centre, looking round the venue in awe. When you stand on stage and look up, you can see it's shaped like a gigantic cello. When the orchestra began to rehearse the overture, I had one of those pinch-me moments. Are we really here doing this? Yes, we are. 
The sound check and rehearsal went swimmingly, and the concerts, thankfully, went off like clockwork, due mainly to there being so much preparation gone into making all this work. We did have one minor hiccup in that my flute stopped working properly the day before we were due to fly. And with no time to get it fixed, I phoned a lovely lady I know called Lee Thomas. Lee is Ray Thomas's wife or widow. And I'm sure lots of you know, Ray was the founding member of the Moody Blues and, of course, the flautist. When Ray was alive, he and Lee lived just down the road from me and Lee still does. So I called her and told her I was about to play flute with the Philadelphia Pops Orchestra and my flute wasn't working and asked the huge question, do you have one of Ray's flutes I could borrow? Well, blow me, or as it turns out, blow the flute. I went down to see Lee and she loaned me Ray's original wooden antique flute he bought in 1964. The flute he recorded all the first albums on. And yes, including the flute solo in Nights in White Satin. It was a big ask and it was a big loan. But it was wonderful to take this little bit of rock and roll history on the road again and have it heard with such a renowned orchestra as the Philly Pops. And yes, I guarded it with my life. It was closer to me than my toothbrush. The audience reception for our three shows in Philadelphia was fantastic. And everyone from the orchestra, the conductor, the band, the management went home happy. And we've been asked to come back in 2024. And here lies the paradox. Back at the hotel, on my own after the show, after the celebratory drink of fizz, when everything was quiet, I had a distinct feeling of melancholy. In life, we simultaneously navigate two versions of reality. The heavily curated images of success and happiness that we post on the internet and on Facebook, and our own inevitable feelings of inadequacy and isolation that sometimes appear. It's easy to get caught in the gap between the two. Even with all the success of Go Now being booked to play with famous orchestras and the band looking like it's beginning a significant new chapter in the US, there's still the shadow of the pandemic and the financial issues created by it. Two years without income and the challenges we've had to go through to get here could be a book in itself. And whilst I don't want to stain the experience of travelling to America and playing these amazing shows, I think it's important in its recollection of it, especially in a podcast like this, to be honest about life. It's not all rock and roll and happy times. The obstacles overcome to get here are borderline not worth it. Until, that is, you get up on stage. This is when you realise success is not built on success. It's built on hard work and failure. It's built on frustration. Sometimes it's built on catastrophe. And when I start to play the music on stage and see the faces of the audience, hear the orchestra behind me and watch Mick, Patrick and Nick playing in front of me, then, and only then, in that moment, it's worth it. And in a few days' time, on the 5th of October... We fly back to America to play with the Nashville Symphony at the Skirmerhorn Symphony Centre on the 7th of October. The following day, we get up at some ridiculous hour before breakfast to fly to Denver, where we're playing to a sold-out show at the Rialto Theatre in Loveland, Colorado. Later in the month, we also have a show with the Buffalo Philharmonic. We had a brilliant Zoom production meeting with them the other day. It's the stuff of dreams, I tell you. However, when I wake up from my dreams, I'm still an Uber driver in between all this excitement. But maybe more about that in another podcast. At the moment, I'm just a drummer in a rock and roll band. 
And with that, I have to leave you. Until the next time, goodbye. What a day it's been, dear diary. It's been just like a dream. Woke up too late, wasn't where I should have been. For goodness sake, what's happening to me?